Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is October 6, 2020, and we're watching the NLDS. I honestly, I moved here in 81, Dave, and having grown up here, go to high school here, I look back at Padre teams, you go 84, of course, World Series, 96 was incredible, 98. But then you look at 22 years, basically a futility of this team, and it's unbelievable, game one of a five-game series, Padres-Dodgers, how quickly the stress comes back, Yes. the frustration comes back, the inappropriate language comes <laughs> back, it may have never left. But this is absolutely unbelievable. And I think in this year, for this city that has been through so much from a football team that left to just frustration over and over again, uh, Jesse Agler on the radio broadcast had the funniest line when I was driving over here because you're stressed and it's the Dodgers and it's San Diego against L.A. And Jesse said, hey, I just want to remind all of you, this game is 0-0. I think there's a lot of you that feel like San Diego's down right now 10 nothing, <laughs> and they're not. And I go, son of a gun. He absolutely nailed it because... I can't tell you when this city felt the energy that we're feeling right now while this is going on. And I also have to say, Dave, as stressed as I am, uh, it's great. And you forget how much you miss it and, and take stuff like this for granted. Of course. I, again, I'm one of these guys that moved here in 89, but I was a Padre fan in 84 because I was a Garvey guy. Sure. And I, so I followed those teams, and you and I were lucky enough to be part of the broadcast back in 98 and World Series talk, and really some of the best moments of our lives as broadcasters go. But getting ready for today, and I understand it's the postseason. If they were playing, it doesn't matter what team, the Cubs today – it would be very intense and nerve-wracking, but it's the mm -hmm. Dodgers. It was one of those where it's a Tuesday, but yet it feels like you're paralyzed all day. Like nothing oh, yeah. was important today until the first pitch of this game, and you still feel like even though that's not someone you're related to that's wearing a Padre uniform pitching, every pitch feels like $100 on a hand of blackjack. Well, here's the wild irony. San Diego State has taken over the old Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah where those memories of Padre baseball took place. Qualcomm Stadium is going away because the Aztecs are building a new stadium, and today was the final opportunity for media members to take a walkthrough at Qualcomm, the old Jack Murphy yeah. Stadium. And so here I am, and I, I bet Dave San Diegans all around town are counting down to this first pitch, while watching the news with the highlights of the final day in the stadium. And for a lot of fans, it started how I did. When you were in the bleachers for Padre games or Aztec games, or maybe you were there for concerts. I saw The Who, I saw The Stones, I saw you too. Village people. I did not. <laughs> I did see the Beach Boys. Uh but then when, as a media member, they take you down and they, they reminded you, this is where Junior Seau stood after every game. Here's where Tony Gwynn sat after every game. And you see it, and so many memories that are the thread that keeps this community together took place in that building. And ironic that they're closing that. It's yeah. the final walkthrough. 
Dave, you turned the page. Yes. You said goodbye to Qualcomm, and you got ready for the future tonight with Padres-Dodgers game one. That's exactly how I feel. It couldn't come at the at a better time. For me, I understand. I saw all the pictures on Twitter, and you and I had some great memories there. But there weren't any championships there. you know. No. When, and, when I, and I do it tongue-in-cheek when I say it was a factory of disappointment. But it was extremely sad as far as innings for the Padres and for the Chargers and even the Aztecs. But when I look at Petco Park, and even though the Padres and Dodgers aren't playing at Petco Park in this series, yeah. they're in Arlington, I'm watching the Rays and I'm watching the Yankees. And I'm looking at it going, man, it is by far the most beautiful ballpark going. I mean, the grass looks like it's turf. Everything is outstanding with the skyline. And I went on Twitter because I wanted to know, what do people back east, what are they saying right now when they're watching the Yankees and the Rays? And it was trending. Petco Park was trending. People <laughs> were going nonstop on how great it was. And the thing is, it's time for new memories in yeah. Petco Park. And with the way the Padres are going right now with superstars like Tatis and Machado playing up to his contract and new young guys and pitchers and they're excited about the farm team, the organization is going in the right direction. And for San Diego sports fans, this is something you've waited a long time. You've been here longer than me. You got here in the early 80s. I got here in the late 80s. And we've waited a long time to finally go, hey, it's our turn. It's, we're tired of being the punchline. Hey, guess what? We got new uniforms, new players, and it's a new beginning. We thought with Mike Clevenger getting the start that things had really turned the corner for San Diego. The guy who comes here at the trade deadline had missed the wild card series because of elbow issues. We've seen the video of him the last three days humming the ball in in bullpen uh, opportunities. And as we watched him come out tonight in the first inning, it just felt off. Yeah. And you weren't sure, could it be the fact that he hadn't been on the mound in two weeks? Could it be nervous energy? And in the back of your mind, you said, whatever it is, don't let it be the elbow. Yeah. And the Padres did the same thing in this game that they did in two of the games against the Cardinals where you load the bases and you can't capitalize. And as soon as that happens, then you go to the second inning and Clevenger throws two pitches and you're gone. I wrote on Twitter, remember 10 minutes ago when this game was great? <laughs> because it was unreal. And now they're going to be questioned. The team's going to be questioned. Did you rush Clevenger back? Did you listen to the players say he's healthy? Look, man, you've had so many doctors look at him and sign off on it. And I think what Agler said will ring true. We'll see how this game plays out. But, boy, leaving the bases loaded and then having Clevenger come out, it did all of a sudden feel like L.A. was winning 10 nothing. Absolutely. And here's the deal with Clevenger. And any pitcher that is worth his weight will tell you, I can go. He's a competitor. That's sure. what you want. The sad thing is – you hope it's not an injury. Not only do you worry about the postseason for the remainder of 2020, you just hope it's not something serious. And I think yeah. that's what most Padre fans, Clevenger, anybody involved is thinking, man, just be ready to go for 2021. You're too good and, and too important for this franchise. But they did it with smoke and mirrors against the Cardinals, didn't end up winning that series. It looks like right now they might have to do the same thing. But you know what? It's going to be tough. But, hey, if it was easy, there'd be more teams right now than eight teams remaining, right? I mean, the, the Padres have competed the entire time. Before I came here, I took my kids out, and we just went and got a burger. And everybody, we went social distance. But, Dave, at the table next to me, it's a single guy having a burger and beer, and he's watching, keeping an eye on, on the NBA, but focused on San Diego. The table in front of me was probably a family of 10 or 12. Yeah. And there's kids and there's dads and grandpa in a wheelchair 
and everybody's in Padre gear. Yeah. And what it did tonight, even staying six feet apart, was it brought the community together. And you go, yeah, I wish we were all at Petco Park, or I wish we were all somewhere. But in our little pockets of this neighborhood, in this community, like so many others that have had such a miserable 2020, man, for tonight and the next couple of days, we can put that all behind us and just go back old school to enjoying Padre baseball. This team came to this town exactly when we needed it. I agree with you. And it's funny as I always love to give the people a hard time on Twitter because it's easy to get a reaction but, man, I really want to see this team do well. This, oh. this city needs it. I mean, with everything that has happened where they're really the one team remaining that people across the country know about, especially when you have superstars, you, you sit there and you say you need them to do well. Otherwise, the city becomes irrelevant, and the Padres have made San Diego relevant. It, uh, it gives you an energy. It gives you a chill up the spine. Our fingernails are probably in for a long couple of days. But I think we're all willing to pay that price. And it's so fun whether they were playing the Marlins, the Braves, the Yankees, but to have San Diego against Los Angeles. In in this town's opinion, since my time here, this absolutely is David against Goliath. We'll see how it plays out. All right, here we go. Three random questions for you, okay? All right. Is it better that this series is played at a neutral site like it is this year or because of potential violence between Dodger fans and Padre fans that it's better to be in Dallas, or would you have rather seen it at Petco Park and Dodger Stadium? Oh, I can't imagine what the energy would have been like starting at Dodger Stadium because had that game been able to be played there, that means all the restrictions are off down here, and it's exactly what I just said. We're coming together as a community from Coronado all the way north uh, no, 100%. These games would have been much better played, if possible, starting at Dodger Stadium, knowing that they would be coming to San Diego for at least game three. All right. Who is the most dangerous player on each team? Uh, most dangerous guy. Actually, I watched MLB Network last night, and I was surprised because, of course, Fernando Tatis Jr. is the talk of baseball and the kind of guy this community has waited a long, long time for. I'm going to take Manny Machado. I think Manny Machado comes into this series with a chip on his shoulder uh, against the Dodgers, and I would not be surprised if a guy like Machado recognized last night on MLB Network that they talked about Clevenger and they talked about Rosenthal. They talked about Fernando Tatis and Hosmer, Will Myers, and they did not mention him as an impact guy. I'll take Manny Machado. And for the Dodgers, Dave, there are so many different guys, but how can you overlook Mookie Betts? And it's crazy when you realize San Diego was really, really close to making a deal yeah. for Mookie Betts. Uh, very special player. Guys that I think are so well-liked, so well-respected across the game. A couple of the best. But I'll, I'll shock you a little bit. I'll take Machado for San Diego. I'll take Mookie for the Dodgers. You know what's funny is I have the same two guys. And the reason I picked those guys because I thought for sure you're going to Tatis. Tatis has been the best player on this team for 80% of the season. Sure. And Machado has been insane. But for the exact reasons, we talked about it being a competitor. Mookie Betts is a competitor. Machado, though, is a competitor. The Dodgers told him two years ago, not only do we have zero interest in signing you, we aren't going to offer you a contract. We're better as a team and an organization without you here. How can you not take that back and saying, look, I got a, I got an issue. I want to beat the Dodgers more than any other guy out there. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to put it on Machado. I'm going to, and I think he has the shoes big enough to fill him. And, and watching the Dodgers, you go top to bottom with everyone they have and maybe future Hall of Famers that they have on that team right now. 
Mookie Betts is a better player than I thought. And I thought he was great with the Red Sox, but to see the way that he was willing to move to second base and you're seeing him taking ground balls at third, if they need him at third base, and you see what he has done for this team as far as holding team meetings, and this is what we need to do to rally, it's going to be a great series. You have so many big names and so much excitement. And even as uh, you and I are doing this show right now and they're still playing game one and I'm watching Bellinger stand next to Eric Hosmer, Bellinger wears 35 because Hosmer used to wear 35 in Kansas City because that was my hero. And they're just sitting there laughing. And the fans like you and I have zero control over the game are panicking like crazy. And those guys are competing. But at the same time, there's a, a respect for each other. And I think for Padres, players and fans this is exactly what you want you're going to know who we are and you're going to respect us for years to come you say respect for each other i'm actually going to disagree with you i think there's a much better chance that la overlooks san diego than vice versa you think so yeah because san diego has not fared well against this dodger team consistently for years and i think this dodger team look they're they're considered the best team in baseball yes by far san diego is probably playing with house money I think if there's one advantage to this San Diego team that has is going to have to rely completely on the bullpen because they don't have a starter that they can count on right now, I think there's a little bit that, that L.A. could overlook this team. No wow. chance San Diego overlooks L.A., so we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out. Okay, so the last question for you, who, who has more pressure on them? You obviously said the Dodgers have no more pressure on them. I agree, and for that reason, I don't think the Dodgers are overlooking the Padres. I mean, the, the Padres have taken game one of every series they've played against the Dodgers this season. The Dodgers have done extremely well against them over the last 10 years. And I think one of the exciting factors was the Grisham moment when he hit the home run off of Kershaw that got the Dodgers a little bit fired up and Dave Roberts a little bit fired up. We talk about guys who have something to prove. Dave Roberts was looked over when he wanted the managing job for the Pods. There, there's some, some bitterness, I think, on both sides. But for the fans, there's a ton of bitterness. This is this is big. I mean, if the Dodgers win, I think Padre fans will feel not a lot has changed, except we're going in the right direction. Padres win. The Dodgers have to sit there and look at themselves at an organization and go, and how in the heck did it get to this when we made big trades and signed guys to huge money extensions? You don't have an older brother, but anybody who does will understand the analogy. I have one. The older brother never trusts the little brother, <laughs> never respects the little brother, and I'm sorry, if I'm L.A. right now, I'm looking at the fact that I have Kershaw going tomorrow and San Diego's probably looking at eight more guys. I don't think Dave Roberts, I don't think this Dodger team, I think they can look all day and say, oh, of course we do, wink, wink. I think right now they look at it and go, we got this team. We absolutely got this team because they may hang with us game one, but they're not going to hang with us by game three, wow. by game four, and especially if we go game five. And I think you have to find a way if you're Jace Tingler in your first season as manager to use that to your advantage. You have to look at that and say they don't respect us. They think they can punk us, and we have to come out and shock them and shock baseball. I know some people not saying the whole world's against San Diego because they're not. There are people that have picked the Padres, but the majority of the people, Dave, have picked the Dodgers. Then I think the Dodgers think we can beat this team and then we get ready for the Marlins-Braves winner and off to the World Series. be very interesting to see what happens. It's going to be an exciting run. Again, a very exciting time in baseball when you have so many things going on right now. Not only this, but you have the NBA, you have the NFL. Just a great time to talk sports, and especially right here in San Diego.